I don't understand this platform anymore, and I'm sure it's because it's been infiltrated by young people that I don't understand to begin with. Which is fine, I accept that. It's what happens, you know, in any art form. You, you start out as the young, hip, cool person. I use that term very loosely. I've never been cool or hip, but I mean, just for the sake of conversation, I at least understood why things were cool and hip. And eventually, you you become old and you don't understand the youth and, and why people enjoy the things they do. And out of all the websites and, and apps that exist, I think YouTube is the most responsible for making stupid people famous. It started when I was younger uh, on television. People really liked stupid people. And it's just gotten to the point where you have to be dumb to achieve stardom. Like we. We are so anti-intellectual in America, and not just America, like, as, as the world kind of condenses in on itself while everybody is consuming the same kind of content, it's a, it's a global thing now, where if you, if you eke out intelligence and you try to be smart, not saying I am smart, but I try, I try to, to make myself knowledgeable and learn things, and that is looked upon as like, that's fucking boring, dude. You're pretentious as fuck because you're using words that have more than three syllables. You don't have a catchphrase. Hey Cody, it's Knives Monroe, and I'm watching your video, What to Do When You Lose Your Audience. Now, I hit the bell, I subscribe to your notification, so best believe that when you upload something, I'm one of those weirdos that sees it in the first two minutes. And I wanted to make a response video to this video. A, because I see a lot of myself in you, and maybe, you know, it's one of those chicken and the egg situations. I don't know what happened first. I don't know if I had a lot in common with you or if you were one of those artists that informed a lot in me and was part of my cultural identity and I just caught, you know, I just took a lot from you. I, I don't know which one is which or which one came first, but Either way, here we are. And you were talking about your audience, and, and here's just a little clip that I'm gonna play that stuck to me. That is looked upon as like, that's fucking boring, dude. You're pretentious as fuck because you're using words that have more than three syllables. You don't have a catchphrase. About being pretentious as fuck and about the intelligentsia of YouTube and all that and kind of being celebrated for it. One thing that I wanna highlight, and I'd love to talk about this in more depth one day, is kind of like who gives a shit. There's so much emphasis and we're all guilty of it about what other people think. We're comparing ourselves constantly. We're comparing our dicks to other people all the time, literally and figuratively. And that's not fair. The reason why I say that is because Cody, play your music your way, man. There's nobody else on the internet. There's nobody else in the country that's like you. I don't know anybody else that is great at photography and great at videography and as great as writing and can write bars and can play music and do all the stuff that you do, man. You're, you're a Bob Dylan of YouTube to me, to one individual. Like who gives a fuck what anybody thinks and who cares about the validation and the acclaim? Yeah, this isn't pre-Google YouTube anymore, so the algorithm is not going to reward us for effortless tasks all the time, 100% of the time. But you are so bright, and you are so talented, and yeah, you've gotten older, and you're a, com a, a, a curmudgeon now, and I think that's normal, and, and I am too. Th this is about merit, and this is about who you are. Here's the example that 
that I that I bring up all the time when it comes to it, the internet and the audiences. Just on this note, David Lynch, who is the writer director of Mulholland Drive, Twin Peaks, Lost Highway, like really really weird movies. David Lynch created his own genre. Like there's nobody else out there like him. He is so weird and so particular, and is and is such an acquired taste in cinema. What's fascinating is he's very successful, and he's a multimedia artist. Right? Like he paints, he writes music, he writes poems, he meditates, he's a filmmaker, he's a writer, he, do he does it all. And I'm a David Lynch fan and I, my brain was already like pre-programmed and wired to, to understand David Lynch and to, and to appreciate what he does and his style before I ever even knew who he was. So what do I mean by this? What am I trying to say? He's created a community and he's a very successful filmmaker. And I don't want to say a household name, but people you know, in the filmmaking world know who he is. And the Martin Scorsese's and the Stanley Kubrick's like appreciated this guy. I mean, he stood out amongst his peers and created a whole new genre, a whole new world. And the audience was out there for him. And we have to trust that. We have to trust that there's a Knives Monroe audience out there. That those people are out there and, and their brains are wired to, to understand what I'm saying. And not try to placate to the audience that doesn't appreciate what we're saying. That's something that I think as artists we forget with this internet. And we gotta lift each other up from one artist to another. And God knows that you've lifted me up in the past as well. And so I'm just trying to return the favor. Play your music your way. And guys out there like me and, 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 and hundreds of people out there appreciate it. And if you have hundreds of people that appreciate it, you're pretty goddamn fucking lucky, man. Like if we were in ancient Greece and you had 100 people that appreciated what you were saying, like they wrote books about your name. I'm just not really interested anymore. I'm more interested in exploring art at my own pace without worrying about algorithms and thumbnails and just the formulas that, that go into to being a, a YouTuber which I never wanted to be to begin with I viewed YouTube as a platform that would I'd start here and it would take me to where I want to go kind of like a like a less funny Bo Burnham or something who's now doing amazing terrific things never really happened for me it's kind of like a snake eating its own tail in a way and that's why I've decided to make this video because I I don't like leaving what few of you are left whom I appreciate dearly I, I don't want to leave you in the dark and make you feel like I'm, I'm going through this like really dark time which is what usually happens when I drift away from YouTube for a long time so bro, you're God, I love you so much. But as an artist to another, like I just want to be out there and remind you like we're highly sensitive people. Like nobody you know looks at things at the way the way that we do. I mean, we ache, we hurt. We're 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 we're, we're hypersensitive. We're we're hyper self-aware and that's that's part of who we are, what we signed up for as artists and we 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 express that pain very very well. And so I can extend a thank you in that. Thank you for not leaving us out there as, as a fan, for lack of a better word, and, and, and providing us this closure with this video. But I got to tell you, man, from one artist to another, no matter what the fuck happens, like keep writing, keep spitting bars, keep taking photos, keep taking videos. If you're inspired, like your voice is a very crucial voice on the Internet to me.
to me anyways like it, it just is I, I've, I bought my first DSLR because of you you know and I've, I've told you that before but um, I just can't stand to see an artist give up essentially because they didn't become the Bull Burnham that they wanted to YouTube is bigger than the calling card for like old media right like YouTube is way bigger than that and I know you know that and you know what this video was uploaded July 31st so almost a whole month ago and maybe you land differently now right like that's one of my problems with YouTube is as soon as I uploaded a video I felt like I couldn't even justify that opinion anymore I felt like that wasn't the hill or the sword that I wanted to die on anymore so that's why I've uploaded a thousand videos and only three of them are public because I couldn't really stand by what I said in 2008 right so I know how that feels maybe you don't stand by this anymore but we need you man I mean I'm not saying I'm not either it's kind of I'm in it's just by the day I have good days and I have bad days some days I wake up and I get shit done and I feel accomplished I feel good and other days I'm just like why am I like is anything good ever gonna fucking happen in my life ever ever is anything good gonna happen which is of course fucking like a pity party. Good things happen to me all the time. I have You're a fucking I, artist, I, bro. That's I, just that's just what we signed up for. It's it's part of it's just the kind the type of brains that we have, man. We um, bleed so much and it's normal for us. It's completely normal for us to say, well, "What are we doing this for again? What the fuck does this all mean?" I have people in my life that genuinely love me. I'm not lonely at all. In fact, I would I would argue the opposite. There's there's too much too many people are interested in what I'm doing and talking to me a lot of the time, which is different. I have more friends now than I ever have in my life, and I honestly don't know what to do with them all. And I, I don't know why they like me either. I, I struggle with that as well. Just I've reached my 30s, which is where if you're struggling things begin to, to see why people like you, it's because you're struggling to see why you would even like yourself, right? Like this, this whole and I've been meaning to make videos about this. And it feels like I'll have to make 30 videos about this to articulate my entire thing, which is why I do podcasts in general for that stream of consciousness. But quite frankly, like this whole game is a self-esteem game. There's no success. There's no paycheck. There's, there's nothing that can fill that hole if we don't feel great about ourselves. This whole game is a self-esteem game. How do we know when a project is finished? How do we know when we got a job well done unless we feel good about it, right? And we have to feel good about it first before we can ever even accept a compliment, right? You start to realize things about yourself, like this works for me, this doesn't. You start to learn what you're about, like that's what your 20s are supposed to be. I think that never happened for me either. Every year I seem to get less confident about who I am and what I like. When I think about myself and who I am, I, I largely I feel like I'm a character. Every person sees this character in a different way and they pick and pull what they like about that character But I don't think many people really know who I am and it's not because I'm some complex deep person It's just because I don't know who I am at all. No fucking idea anymore There are days where I wake up and I never want to touch a camera again. It happens. I never want to pick up a pencil and write anything I, I look at, at people with other skill sets like electricians and plumbers and uh, people that paint cars or put sliding glass doors on houses 
I look at them with envy a lot of the time because those are skill sets that I wish I possessed that I just don't. And I'd like to be more well-rounded as, as an individual, as a human being. I'd like to have more skill sets than I have. The grass is always greener on the other side. I mean, I feel this way too. Sometimes, you know, our game is just so subjective and it's so subject to other people's perceptions, interpretations, and opinions that sometimes it feels like it would be just better to be a mathematician and say, here it is. Here's all it can be. This is an objective, absolute. We can't refute this. This is what it is. And it just seems like maybe there's like this burden that's lifted because you have a measurable truth to present to another person and say, here, do something with this. But as an artist, you know, we, we swim in the pool of complete subjectivity and experience. And so the grass is always greener on the other side. If you were that engineer from Yale or something, you would see a National Geographic photo and think, wow, it would be nice to be able to travel and do things like that and get paid to take pretty photos of beautiful women and stuff like that. That would be amazing. I'd prefer to do that. Oh, I know where you are, man. And it's normal. There's an episode of Donald Glover's Atlanta. I believe it's season two, episode one called Alligator Man. I have it pulled up right here where Cat Williams plays his uncle, and he tells Donald Glover, his name's Earn in the show. And if you don't want to end up like me, get rid of that chip on your shoulder shit. It's not worth the time. And I don't know if I agree with that, man. Like, I love the chip on the shoulder. I love the fact that, you know, my ex-girlfriend from 15 years ago told me I would never make it. I would never be a filmmaker. I don't have what it takes. I love the fact that people that I grew up in school with laughed at me, mocked me and told me, you want to be a filmmaker? You're going to go to LA and try to make it. But then look at what happened with the culture. Now everybody wants to be famous. Everybody's on TikTok or Vine. Everybody wants to be a YouTuber. Everybody wants the skill set that I have, that I spent a decade and a half cultivating and building and sculpting and shaping and just investing all my time and money and resources and sacrifices in. People want that now. It became cool, but it wasn't fucking cool in 2004. You know that as well. That chip on the shoulder, like, is everything. Don't lose that, because the day you lose that, you lose the honey, man. You lose the juice. Like, you lose the the nectar, the nucleus of creativity, like, where the magic is, man. Like, as soon as you lose that, I really believe that. The chip on the shoulder, like, the, the proving things wrong, like, I can even take it a step further with my father. This guy was a bum. This guy was a hack, and I knew growing up that I was never gonna be a piece of shit dad that was gonna abandon his kids like he did with me and, and three marriages, right? Like, I just knew I was going to be that guy and I look at the type of father that I am today and I'm, I'm a damn fine father like I, I love who I am and I love my relationship with my kids that's the one part of my life my family life is the best part of my life that's the one part of my life that I have complete satisfaction content and peace with it's the art side of things that drives me so crazy, right? But that's a great problem to have, and that's a first world problem. But that chip on the shoulder to prove my fucking father wrong and shove it up his ass, that chip on the shoulder to tell my ex-girlfriend, hey, I made a movie, and I'm a success, and I've made a living with art money. I'm in a creative middle class now because I never gave up on my fucking dreams and lived the straight life and had to go to college and live a life that was not designed for me because my parents or somebody else told me to. No, I designed my own life. That chip on the shoulder, that's an engine for creativity and that's something that I don't think you should lose sight on. 
hold on to that shit. I don't care if it's a bad look. Like you talk about the LeBron James and you talk about the Tom Brady's and and the athletes that can shove it up other people's asses and say, I got five rings, motherfucker. Like I am the greatest quarterback of all time. That's that chip on the shoulder shit. You don't think LeBron James got that chip on the shoulder? You don't think he's, you know, being constantly compared and scrutinized by the media about not being the next Michael Jordan or the next Kobe Bryant or the next, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, I don't know. I don't watch basketball, but of course, of course, the comparison is, is like the worst form of self-harm that you can do to yourself. It's a form of violence that you do to yourself when you compare yourself to other peers. That's part of the game, man, and that's part of the engines. Like, I say fucking use that shit, man. Like, use it. And I'm sure a lot of those people look at me now at 30 and they think, man, I really thought you were gonna do something and you never did. And now I don't even know what it is I'd wanna do. I don't know if I ever have. I realize that the title of this video is what to do when you lose an audience, which is a total farce because the truth is, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want to talk to a camera. I feel like I'm better at telling stories when I'm writing it down. I have no real desire to be a YouTuber at all. But at this point, I wouldn't even be picky about it. I just want to be successful. And I'm either doing something wrong, like there's two options here. I'm either doing something wrong and I actually am talented. I actually am good at what I do. And I'm just not figuring out how to apply it in a, in a way that, that will bring me success. Or, and this is terrifying to me, I'm just fucking average. And if I'm average, what is there left to say? Cody Weber, you cannot go out like that. You cannot end that end things this way. You're you cannot leave YouTube like that. I'll I'll tell you that right now. You are not average, man. The truth is, like we're in this space where we're comparing ourselves to geniuses and masters and black belts and just the David Lynches of the world. And that's not fucking fair to ourselves. Like, you do you think David Lynch compares himself to Martin Scorsese? Do you think, you know? Kendrick Lamar compares, actually he probably does compare himself to Tupac, actually that's probably a terrible example, but my point is, you know, we all have a bar, and we're going to spend our whole lives trying to hit that bar and hit our own uh, metrics to, to see, hey, like, you know, what, 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 what did it all mean, what was it all for, did I put enough points on the board, but, you know, you want to be a successful dude, success is positive self-esteem, that's it, like, it, you've made vast sums of money, like you've been in great relationships, you've been the funniest guy that night, like you've had great moments, we all have. Like I, I, I don't think you've even peaked yet, man. And as soon as you start, I know this video is a month old, maybe you don't stand by this anymore, but as soon as you start believing like you're done, well then you fucking are done. Then you are done. And I, I don't believe that you truly think that, man. I just think you're like me and, and um, you fall into the slump every now and then. But negative thoughts, I wrote this down, is the mental equivalent to biting your nails. It's a terrible fucking habit. And guess what? Look at my fucking nails. I would know a thing or two about that. Don't lock your genius in a box, man. I understand that maybe you thought there'd be more, but there are far more successful people than you and me who have accomplished far more than you and me who feel the exact same uncertainty, who feel the exact same confusion. They thought there'd be more. 
They thought they'd have two houses instead of one. The pursuit of perfection is poison to the process. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. There is no perfect basketball game, perfect tennis game. There, there is no perfection in, in art. There's only, did I put it all out there? Did I tell my story? Did I, can, can I, can I live? Can I live with that statement? Does that define me? Did I, did I live on my terms? There's only that. There's only ever going to be that. And Cody Weber, you've done so much for me. You've impacted me. You ain't going out like that on YouTube, brother. You ain't going out like that. If this is, you know, what it is, and it's like two ships passing in the sea, and you're and you have YouTube in your rearview mirror, then I respect that. But just know that your impact is everlasting here on this digital platform, and I love everything that you do. Um, let me show you something, and I'll, I'll just end it with this. This is how much you've you've impacted a, a schmuck like me. I'm going to SoundCloud right now. A song that I know you helped make and I put it on my SoundCloud and I uploaded it on private because I wanted to keep it forever and I didn't want anybody to take it down. Just to kind of prove like the impact that you had on a schmuck like me. Never mind the picture. It's Licky Lee. This is probably making you cringe and you hate it. And this is way too personal. Like this is way too personal for YouTube, but I need you, man. I need you to keep making art. Because when I fall into a hole, I lean on other people like me to pick me back up. And that's what we're here for, man. There's so much teardown culture. There's so much cancer culture. We got to lift each other up. Because if we don't do it, no one's going to do it for us. That's all I got, brother. That's all I got. stuff you want to see from me I had a lot of fun making this video I just sat down and it came out it wasn't premeditated I recorded it cut it mixed it uploaded it all within two three hours I don't say that to impress you I just say that just to impress upon you that I just kind of went with my instincts and this is normally the part where people tell you to buy this buy my merch support the cause all that just subscribe, like, and leave a comment. That's all I want. I'm never gonna sell you guys shit. I don't put ads on my videos. I don't sell merchandise. I bought this shirt from JCPenney in the $5 aisle eight years ago. So I'm a simple dude with simple means and I just love making art. Cody, if you saw this video, just know that I love you. And uh, all I meant by it was just I'm a big fan and just keep making shit. That's all you gotta do. I don't give a fuck if you're a YouTuber, if you're a rapper, if you're a poet. I'll buy your book, I'll buy your music, dude. Just, you know. Just keep making shit because you inspire me and lift other people up like you have me before in the past. Thanks very much for watching.